Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. Friday morning, the 18th of September. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. As coronavirus takes hold again, pubs and restaurants will have to close in Dublin unless they operate outdoors or do takeaway. Travel in and out of Dublin is prohibited unless it is for work or education. Third level institutions should tutor online. People should not gather outside of their home and visitors can only be from one household indoors. No conferences, no theatres, churches can only open for private prayer, no more than 25 mourners to attend a funeral, no more than 25 guests at a wedding. Government luck set to sign off on the NEFID recommendations which will put the capital at level three from midnight tonight. County Louth is just one step behind. More than 600 children across the road from this studio were told they were in close contact with a teacher who was COVID positive and that they weren't to go to school yesterday. Today, those 600 school children and 30 of their teachers are being told not to worry about it. They've been told to come to school today and despite having been in close contact with COVID, there is no need for them to be tested for the virus. Totally based, as we explained before, but it's important to reiterate, this is based on a public health assessment which trumps uh, every other consideration. They will make a decision whether it's a teacher or pupil based on their close contacts that teacher or pupil had in the school setting. Um, and that will include not just the configuration of the classroom, the movement in between classes, other settings of education outside the classroom and so on. Now, the default position theory has been a great deal of caution and uh, Neve's outlined the huge number of tests that have been performed because uh, in many cases the, uh, the public health will decide to, uh, to test the whole class or go beyond that. And that's what happened in some cases. But it's up to their judgment. In the same way as somebody coming into a, um, coming into a hospital with a chest pain, an algorithm will get you so far. It's ultimately the judgment of a doctor who will decide what treatment and investigation you need. That's uh, the state's chief medical officer, Dr. Colm Henry, who was uh, speaking at a HSE briefing yesterday morning. We're joined now by the Minister for Justice and Fine Gael TD for me, the East Helen McEntee, and a very good morning to you. Good morning, and Michael. thank you for joining us, as always, on the programme this morning, Minister. This is uh, obviously very confusing and of great concern for people locally. This school, obviously, straddling the border of Louth and County Meath, for that matter, so of great concern to many of your own constituents. We heard there that the default position is caution and test. Why is that not the case with St. Oliver's? 
So look, Michael, I, I suppose I only have a certain amount of detail on, on what's happened here. I, I wouldn't have spoken to any of the, the teachers or the, the staff in the school, but from what I have been informed and, and just from speaking to some of the officials in the Department of Education, there seems to have been a situation here where through the COVID tracker app, which um, I've downloaded, I think a lot of people in this country have, where if you have checked in, it can identify whether or not through GPS, whether you know, through your location, whether you've been in a close contact with somebody or not. Um, what appears to have happened here, and, and again, this is just the information that I've been given, is that the COVID tracker app identified that there had been close contacts mainly through teachers uh, who had downloaded the app. But when it was inspected later on, obviously the the initial step was taken when this was alerted and when people were made aware that they were close contacts, the initial step was taken uh, as a precautionary step, as you say, because we we always need to work on that basis where people needed to isolate. And unfortunately, it included a lot of teachers, uh, which then obviously meant that there had been contacts within the classrooms and students on later inspection, it appears as though where there had been close contact, it had actually been teachers within different classrooms where there had been a wall between them. Now, that might seem bizarre, but when mm. the COVID app, or, app picks up people and their location, it doesn't differentiate between where they are or what type of a building. So obviously there had been that close proximity, but upon closer inspection, it appears as mm. though they had been within their pods, they had been within their classrooms, and there wasn't a need for certain teachers and other children to isolate. Now, I, I do think, and I, and I always That's a, think... That's a reasonable explanation, and it's a conclusion that I came to in my own head, uh, I think, when I read the HSE statement on this last night, that that might have been uh, the case. Uh, and if I, I can, just for our listeners, read part of it. It says a full public health risk assessment was undertaken. Students and staff were identified following the assessment as being close contacts of uh, the confirmed case, because one of the teachers is confirmed to have had it, and they were advised accordingly. Some individuals were contacted via the automatic COVID-19 tracker smartphone application as you say minister the health protection medical team department of public health hse northeast has taken that data they reviewed it with the information that they gathered from the public health risk assessment now that included interviews they spoke to the teacher and other teachers i'm sure and other people in the school uh, a full public health interview of the case assessment of overall compliance with control measures outlined in the national guidance for school setting and reviewing of the local infection prevention and control measures so uh, you would think it is logical or that there's a, a logical possibility that it could have been a teacher in the classroom next door with a wall dividing them but the app was picking you up as being in close proximity. The problem that I have with that conclusion now or, or the concern that people might have with it is that we're talking about over 600 students who were identified and told to stay home. Well look, I, I mean, I suppose the problem with that and, and the reason for that and I'm assuming that all students aren't on the COVID tracker app or, or maybe a lot of them are, but because they would have been in close proximity to their teacher um, who was in a different room but had been identified as a close contact, obviously an extreme caution was taken, but you know, I think on this instance and in any instance we should always err on the side of caution until we know exactly what we need to do and, and until we have all of the full facts. You know, I, I would say that the COVID tracker app, it, it's not perfect. It does work on GPS. Mm. We probably have had other instances maybe, you know, in other settings where people have been identified as close contacts where they maybe haven't been because they've been in a, a building adjacent or a room adjacent. Mm. But what we do know, and, and Ronan Lynn raised this at a meeting earlier on this week, is that the app has been very successful in identifying close contacts contacts but most importantly 
where people have tested positive and then have had to isolate and, and obviously have prevented it from spreading. So while it's not perfect, while unfortunately, and, and I do feel, you know, I feel very sorry for the school, for the, yeah. the students, for well, the parents, very, really because worrying. of the confusion that yeah. it caused for, yeah. thankfully, a short period of time. But I think most importantly, the back to school, they, they know, uh, and I hope that it's clear for them that they don't need to, to isolate and that there's no risk for them and to them and I think that's the most important thing here. You'll forgive me for asking Minister, I hope you'll forgive me for asking I'm sure you'll understand why people listening, and particularly parents of children in the school will be asking uh, why is it one rule for yourself and other members of the Cabinet and a different rule uh, for protecting children uh, at one of the biggest secondary schools in the country Stephen Donnelly uh, was unwell uh, the Minister uh, was told to get tested at that point, the cabinet uh, was told to isolate or restrict your movements or keep your distance or whatever it was. There was specific advice given to you until that test came back negative. You went into isolation, in other words, until that test came back negative. Here we have a positive case in the school. Uh, we don't know when the teacher first felt unwell, how long it took for the test to take, how long the teacher had uh, been working in the school when uh, he was possibly contagious uh, and who he may have given it to. And we have 600 children who were told they were identified as being a close contact. We have 30 teachers who were told they were identified as being a close contact. And they're told, don't worry about it. Go back to school. You don't need to get tested. Is that fair? So, again, I suppose I hope people will appreciate we have two very different but very similar situations here, as you've just outlined. At both stages and in both incidents, there were measures taken because people didn't fully understand the situation and an assessment had to be made. So when this appeared in the school, you know, obviously, and again, without having spoken to any of the teachers or anybody involved, there was a decision taken that people needed to isolate and that students included as well uh, would have to, to isolate and restrict their movements. When the doll uh, was informed that the minister was receiving a test, uh, we had obviously been and I had been at two meetings with him that uh, mm. that morning and the evening before. Um, there had been a, a lot of colleagues who had been and uh, unfortunately with the doll, um, you know, we, we can't work in pods, we can't stay in certain rooms. I'm in the doll chamber, I'm in the Shannon, I'm engaging with different people. Mm. So until we could identify who had been where, given the fact that there had been two lengthy meetings where mm. there had been uh, contact with the minister. Um, but, you know, again, very quickly it was identified um, that, the, the you know, the doll re- reopened and, the, and was working that know, evening. But, but if the, all all the, I did was restrict my movements that but, evening. I was back in the office the following morning. But so if the minister the same had, type of approach. If the minister had tested positive, it, it would have been very different to what's happening across the road from us today. The teacher has tested positive. Uh, I'm sure he has his own concerns and we wish him well or her well. Uh, but that teacher has pe- tested positive uh, and the same procedure is not being followed. Uh, people are being told to ignore their concerns and get back to normal. So, and I can only go on the information that I've been given, but <clears throat> my information is that the close contacts that had been identified were actually not close contacts because they hadn't been, you know, they were in separate rooms and there had been a wall between them. So if the information and the, the advice given to them is that they, they don't need to, in the same way that I was given the information, then that night later on that I didn't need to restrict my movements and I could resume as normal. That's exactly what I did and that's what others did if that test had been positive and I had been given different information. I, I would have, of course, followed that, but we have to trust and I have to trust the medical experts here and, and the people who are giving that advice and 
I would trust that if they have informed mm. uh, the, the, the workmates of, of this particular teacher, and, and I do wish them well, and, and I really hope that they, they have a speedy okay. recovery because this virus impacts people in very different ways. But I, I can only assume that the advice that has been given to them is on the basis that a full examination has been done and they have assessed the situation and that they are confident that, that things can resume. And okay. really, we, we mm. want that to be the case. If it is a case for one person in a school um, gets COVID and the entire school has to close down, then unfortunately our, our model and, and the huge amount of work that has gone into getting our schools back simply would not work. We need the schools to be able to stay open. Uh, and in, on this instance, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that that has been the case. But, mm. you know, it goes back to the fact that this isn't perfect. The, the COVID tracker app is, is brilliant in so many ways, but yeah. it, it can't detect well, certain things. And, and thankfully, we had people that could go in and, and identify what had happened. Well, the concern obviously is uh, for the children and the teachers in the school, but for the whole community. And we know that uh, there's been a, a very strong resurgence of the virus in County Louth in particular. Uh, and uh, Dublin uh, and uh, I, I take it Minister uh, that you're of uh, the view that what I read out at the beginning of the programme is most likely what the Cabinet will approve those recommendations from NEFIT for Dublin today but that loud could very well follow because uh, the incident rate in Dublin uh, is at around 110 per 100,000 of the population whereas in loud it's close on 90 per 100,000 of the population. Yes, so I mean, what I would say is we're we're in a very difficult situation at the moment. We've seen, unfortunately, the numbers in Dublin increase significantly, but not only Dublin. We have Louth, we have Donegal, we have many counties across the country where the number is increasing at a similar rate. Um, I don't have full sight of exactly what will come before Cabinet today. You, you've outlined a number of things, obviously, that come under Level 3. And yes, I do anticipate that that is what will come before us. And, and these are the decisions that we now have to take. Um, what I would ask, and, and so many people listening, whether they're, they're living in Louth or Mead, because we're, we're obviously right next to each other and this virus knows no boundaries, particularly across county boundaries, that, you know, over the last few months and, and as we've started to open up our economy and our society, and I suppose we're maybe starting to engage with people more, it just shows how quickly this virus can re-emerge within our communities. The more we engage with other people, the more our contacts become uh, larger numbers and and maybe the more we forget to to wash our hands and to to cough properly and and to to not shake hands with people or engage. Uh, And these are the kind of things that are so vital, of course, including the you know restricting our movement closing down certain places which really we don't ever want to have to do but these type of businesses if if this is what is decided um whether it's for dublin or any other county we will have to support them and and you know that has to be the case here because we're not just talking about people's lives but their livelihoods as well mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm just asking people to 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 think again about where they're going what they're doing who they're meeting with um and how they're they're, they're going about their day because Unfortunately, this is something that we have to continue to think of for, mm. for a long time. Okay, Minister, can I ask you a little bit about uh, the day job or the work that you're doing as Minister for Justice? Uh, because uh, you made a significant uh, announcement yesterday about uh, somebody being uh, found guilty of conspiracy to murder. They're now facing into the prospect of receiving a life sentence instead of uh, the current maximum of 10 years. Yes, so as it currently stands, if you are uh, found guilty of murder or attempted murder, the maximum penalty is up to life in prison. Um, but what we've identified and, and what the Gardaí and also the judiciary have brought to our attention 
is the fact that if you are found guilty of conspiracy to murder, so this is where uh, two or more people conspire to murder somebody, but it doesn't happen because the Gardaí, through their work, through their surveillance, they intercept it and they stop it. You can only receive a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. There's a slight anomaly in that we have two laws, one from back in 1861 and the other 2006, um, where it prevents a judge from giving a higher sentence. As far as I'm concerned, if you conspire to kill somebody but just don't get a chance to do it, it's as serious a crime as though if you've actually tried to uh, or engaged and, and uh, committed that murder. But also I think what's important here, and, and we see you know, a, a lot of issues that have transpired in, number, in, in recent years, particularly through gangland activity, is that the people at the very top who are actually putting the wheels in motion and ordering these murders um, the sentence, if they are found guilty, is not as severe as those who actually commit it. And I want to send a very strong signal to anybody that if you conspire to murder somebody and you are found guilty, then you will face the maximum penalty. So this is the, the first piece of criminal uh, legislation that I'm bringing forward. Uh, I've passed it through Cabinet and, and I do hope that I will have the support of, of all of the houses because this is so important mm. if, if we are going to get hold of uh, these gangland criminals and, and this issue that is really taking over so many of our communities. Okay, and not surprising that it is uh, the first uh, because uh, you're very new to the job, you're less than three months uh, Minister for Justice, but uh, in fairness, I I think you've hit the ground running, if ever that has uh, been the case. And without meaning uh, to patronise you or anything like that, I think you're proving to be a very confident and capable minister uh, with one of the most difficult, most important portfolios that could be with responsibility for justice. And you seem to be bringing an energy and enthusiasm and diligence to the role. Uh, You're impressing many people. Uh, You seem to be endorsed by stakeholders and those working in justice uh, and service users or victims of of crime, as uh, the case may be. You're a good minister, uh, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, But are you concerned about your career uh, as a result of being in this government? People seem to be happy with Fine Gael's management of the pandemic, but they're very concerned now. This Fine Gael-led government uh, has led to confusion, anger and fear. Thank you, Michael, and, and I appreciate that. Um, I think we're all just trying to do our job. So every single one of us, whether we're in a ministerial position or not, uh, and we're doing so at a very difficult time, um, we're all working in this together. It's, it's a very new dynamic as a government. And yes, there are different parties. We have different uh, maybe goals or objectives. But at the same time, we have a very clear and common goal at the moment, and that is how do we get through this pandemic How do we make sure that we don't only survive it, but that we actually uh, can thrive at the end of it, that our economies, that our communities uh, can continue to thrive? And certainly in my role as Minister for Justice, that's what I'm trying to do. Do you Uh, recognise to work on that together? Do you recognise the critique of what I said, though, and that people are confused, they're angry and they're fearful? Well, I I hope that we have provided some clarity this week and and I understand that there there have been some questions raised about the new roadmap. But if we look at exactly what it says, level one to level five, uh, and go back to the very Mm. basics here, that unfortunately life is not going to resume to the way it was before. In Mm. some instances, Mm. it, 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 it will help, it will improve. And in my own department, it certainly moved along things that have been uh, stuck for a long time and moving into technology and and doing things a different way. But for a lot of people, uh, it's not going to be good. And we just 
you know, we really need to work together on this. And that includes members of government, okay. whether we're Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin or Green Party. I, I think we're going to hear some of the confusion from parents of uh, St. Oliver's uh, on the programme today, some of the anger from listeners about uh, some of these other issues uh, and a lot of the fear that people are, are feeling uh, at some stage, uh, perhaps when that's recognised, uh, the government uh, can win the people over and bring them with them. Well, I, I you know, that's what we're trying to do now and it's a very difficult period. I think it was easier maybe as we tried to deal with this COVID uh, crisis initially where things were closing down, where, um, you know, people felt as though we were all in this together. There's often a sense maybe now because we are moving at a different pace because this virus is impacting people in different areas at different times and because it is confusing, because it is difficult to understand, because we don't know exactly how it transmits. We don't know different things about it and we're learning all the time. It it adds to that. So we're we're all uh, in a position whereby we don't always understand exactly what's going to happen if we take a decision or if we make a decision. Um, And unfortunately, that falls back on us as, as the government and we need to try and make sure that every decision that we make is the best decision for everybody concerned and it's not always the easiest thing to do and sometimes uh, there is confusion but you know that's certainly not the intent what we're trying to do is bring people uh, on board with us because if we can do that um, I think that's the safest way to, to ensure that we can protect people here. OK, all right. Well, uh, we'll uh, pass on any uh, calls that we get about uh, St Oliver's uh, to the department and perhaps yourself, Minister. But uh, we leave it there okay. for the moment. And thank you indeed uh, for joining us on uh, the programme this morning. That's the Minister for Justice and Fine Gael TD for me, these Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.